Happy New Year, my friends! Okay, I'm gonna put it down now. Cowbells have kind of been something I've gotten into this year, let's say. So anyways, I am so excited about the new year and there's something really awesome about the start of the new year, but at times I think we can also be really intimidated and frustrated and maybe even unsure of what the new year will hold. Maybe you're kind of in the position that I'm in where my 2019 did not end the way that I thought it would. I did not finish reading the New Testament. I went in for some testing and did not um, have it go the way that I planned. And I really struggled after and had to be on some heavy medication up until literally the new year. And that was so frustrating. And you want to know a really, really big secret? Well, it's not really a huge secret, I guess. But it's pretty shocking to me. I did not finish all of my power sheet prep work. I know. I know. But it actually has taught me something really, really great. So... I've been doing power sheets for, I think, a few years now. I think I can say a few rather than a couple at this point, but let's not get into the details. Let's just keep going. <laughs> um, but, you know, every year I have finished my power sheets, like the prep work and the goal setting right on time and had my tending list for January done and it was all just so perfect. And this year that didn't happen. Now, I could have let that discourage me and just make me decide to just give up because if I can't have it already done for the first, maybe I just shouldn't do it at all. But friends, here's, here's, here's the thing. January 1st is great. But there's nothing special about it. It's just the first of 365 days of the year, which means I still have 300 and I'm trying to think of exactly today, but that's okay. I still have a lot of days left in my year, right? And with that being said, why would I just give up right now? even if I couldn't have everything ready right on the first. Well, that's because I have gotten into a place where I am focused on embracing imperfect progress and choosing grace over guilt. So if you're ready, let's jump into this prep work together and get ready to goal again. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating.
Oh man, I wrote this wrong. <laughs> well, the secret's out of the bag. My mom, Deb, is here with me, and we are working on our goals together as we head into the new year. And if you are just questioning what I'm talking about with my power sheets and tending lists and prep work and all the things, don't worry. If you don't know what that is, I would love to explain it to you. And you can find all the details on my blog or back in episode 18 where I talk about goal planning with a chronic illness. So something that has already this soon in the years, we're thinking about lessons learned, right? We just talked about that. I'm already learning my first lesson. And that is that sometimes plans change. And... Everything doesn't have to go perfectly to get done. So, as I said, my year, my end of my year did not go exactly how I planned, but here I am today. It's a new year, but where, where do I go from here? How do I set goals? How do I decide what I want my year to be about? So the first way that I kind of go about it, um, to be honest with you, throughout the whole year, I write down little notes and things that I think of for the next year ahead and maybe something I'd want to remember or a way to goal plan, just like how I take notes on the lessons that I've learned throughout the year. It's the same exact, um, it's the same exact idea. But, you know... I think there are times where we rush into goal setting and we forget that we need to prepare to goal set. So one of the things that I do long before I jump into my power sheets, and my power sheets are not a planner, um, it's but it's like my planner's best friend, if you want to think of it that way. And there are a couple of things that I do to just get myself in a place where I'm ready to just get prepared for the year ahead and really thinking about what I want to spend my time on. And, you know, we recently, in episode 28, where my mom and I were together, and we talked about finding your why. And that's really important to dig into those things. But even before I typically start digging into that and looking into my why again, I like to really make sure that I am praying over these pages and over these goals. It doesn't even have to be specifically that I'm praying over my power sheets. I start, I would say in the last quarter of the year, and I start intentionally just praying over my 2020 goals. Um, and I was just like, all right, Lord, I don't even know what you have in store for me, but help me to know how you want me to spend my year. And that is a huge part of it. I also have gotten into reading a lot of good books. And those are also very helpful because if I take pieces from the books that I want to live out, it just, again, encourages me to focus in on what I want to do in the new year. So once I've done that and I've got all the pens, all the supplies, all my favorite things together then the real magic starts to happen and I get into my power sheets and into my goal planning and I 
I did goal planning long before I knew about power sheets. Um, this is just the most effective tool that I've ever used to set goals. Um, but no matter whether you are goal planning on your own or with another system, or you are using your own set of power sheets, what's really, really important is that you start by looking at where you are at because we can't move forward if we don't know where we've been. So I go through basically each area of my life. So the areas that I've kind of picked out in my life specifically would be my health, my friends, my marriage and finances. I kind of put those two together. Um, my family um, and extended family, my spiritual growth, my personal growth, ministry. And this year I actually added a new um, area to evaluate. And I was inspired by one of my mentors to look at recreation and you know, learning who I am in Christ, because something that I really worked hard on this past year was learning how to declare truth and learning the truth about who God is and who God says that I am. And as I've gone through this process and just 2019 as a whole, between losing off-season training and, you know, losing that title that was so important to me, it, I realized that I didn't feel like I had an identity anymore. So that is probably one of like the biggest overarching goals of my year is to really find out not just who God has made me to be, but what he has called me to do. So those are the areas that I evaluated and I just kind of, it wasn't like this long, tedious evaluation. I just wrote a couple sentences on where I'm at so that I can look at saying, all right, well, this is where I'm at, and then think of where do I want to be. And in the middle of those two questions is where we find our goals. So the next thing that I looked at too was also what was holding me back? Why have I not already accomplished some of these goals? Or why am I carrying goals over from last year that didn't get accomplished? Was it just because my, my body wasn't doing well? or a reason that I very much give grace on, or was it an area that I avoided because I was afraid of what I would find? And the truth that I found through going back to that, looking at where you're at and who you wanna be, and in the middle, what's holding you back, I really came to this revelation that has just been on my mind consistently, which is I can change myself with my passion and desire to be changed and challenged by his word. And that the truth is still the truth, even if nobody believes it. And originally though, I wrote in here, I can change the world and with my passion. And I ended up actually crossing that out. And then I wrote, I can change one person and I ended up crossing that out and I ended up writing I can change myself because the change has to start with me and you know God can't change my heart if I'm actively or no 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 let's try this sentence again 
when when I look at growth, what I've realized is that if I want to reach anybody else, God needs to reach and change my heart first. So I need to, and at this stage of my life, moving into ministry this year and all of those things, I need God to be actively changing my heart. I need to be in the word, spending time with him, because if I am not learning and growing from him, I can't help other people learn and grow from him. And it's that same analogy that we hear all the time, um, especially in regards to self-care, which we'll get into in a bit. But, you know, we can't give if we're, if our cup, our cup is empty. And what overflows is what we should be um, giving. So, but we need, we need to stay full. And that's really, really important. So that was kind of what I took from that like analogy was just that God needs to change me before I can even attempt to impact someone else's life. So that was a huge piece of it. And, you know, even going back to the what's your why, um, I have not really figured out personally right now what my why is. And that's a huge, huge overarching goal for me of this year. But I was able to identify what my big picture why was. So like, rather than focusing on the details, let's start with the major part, which was I want to live a life where the big picture does matter. And if I'm going to make what matters happen in my life, I have to figure out that why. So do you see where I'm going there? We have to know the why of the big picture to help us with the why of the details. So when I think of why I want to make what matters happen in the big picture, and this was revealed to me um, through my prep work, was just... I want to make what matters happen because God gave me a second chance at life and I don't want to waste any bit of that in all that he's entrusted me with. I don't want to get to heaven and have him go, why didn't you use all that I gave you? I gave you so much and you only used this little bit. I don't want to get to heaven and hear that. So when I start focusing on that as my big picture why, I hope over the course of the year that is going to help me identify what my why is as a person and how I can live out that why. And if you want to, again, if you want to really, really go in depth to the find your why and, and all of those things, I encourage you to check out episode 28 because we just really go in depth into that topic. So once we've gotten there, so we've looked at where we're at, we've looked at what's holding us back and how we can move ahead of that. We've looked at the big picture why. Well, what's next? Well, for me, what's next is before I set my goals, even if I have an idea of what they're gonna be, I wanna decide what I'm saying no to and what I'm saying yes to. Because 
which I just realized we talked about this again. Wow. Okay. I'm giving you a lot of links, I know, <laughs> but, and I appreciate you bearing with me, but we talked about the power of no back in episode 19 and that's it's basically doing that because if we're going to say yes to the things that matter that means that we have to say no to other things in order to make room for that so i this year did something a little different normally i just write out my no's and my yeses and they don't necessarily all go like hand in hand but this year i made them all match so for instance, I'm saying no to circumstantial joy and I'm saying yes to his joy. I'm saying no to the power, or not power, the pressure of perfection. And I'm saying yes to imperfect progress. I'm saying no to binge watching and I'm saying yes to reading more. I'm saying no to listening to all the noise and I'm saying yes to choosing to hear nothing. I'm saying no to giving drama my heart space. And in return, I'm gonna say yes to guarding my heart. I'm saying no to doubting God's timing and faithfully waiting instead. I'm saying no to unnecessary purchases so that we can steward our finances well. I'm saying no to feeling purposeless. And instead of having a pity party over the titles that I've lost and the careers that I didn't get to have and the experiences that I wasn't able to experience, I am saying yes to finding my why. Another really big thing that has come out of my year and this prep work is just that I'm saying no to my anything and I'm saying yes to his everything. Let's see, there's some more on this list. I'm saying no to pushing him away in grief and worshiping him through brokenness. I'm saying no to TV after 10.45 p.m. and I'm saying yes to downtime, downtime meeting screens off. Um, I'm saying no to waiting for a good reason to celebrate, and I'm saying yes to celebrating the big and the small things with confetti, <laughs> because I love confetti, uh, but if you talk to Jared, he is not a fan of confetti. Uh, so he and I are going to like see where we get on that, so that's, that's I guess kind of on hold, but I wrote it down still. Anyways, I'm saying no to selective worship and worshiping in and through everything that I go through. I'm saying no to being ashamed of my journey. And I'm saying yes to loving my broken body. I am saying no to thinking that something is too small for God. And I'm saying yes to cultivating expectant hope for the big and the small things. I'm saying no to bickering with Jared. And I'm saying yes to respecting and hearing his point of view before I make snap judgment calls. I'm saying no to planning my day, which you may go, oh my goodness, how is that going to work? She's a planner and she's saying no to planning. <laughs> so when I say that, what I mean is I'm not just going to go through life with no plan and my days with no plan of what I need to do or how I need to do it, 
but I want to leave room and margin in my day to let him guide my day. I find that on the days where I intentionally pray that he would guide my day, I end up having conversations with people that I didn't plan on that were so needed, or I read something that I didn't expect to that just gives my heart so much hope. And it's just amazing what happens when you let God guide your day. So that's where that is. And then my final saying no to was being friends with everybody and saying yes to a few close friends because I I don't need other people's approval. And, you know, I think to some degree as humans, we all do. And um, that's a big thing that I'm working on is knowing that I need God's approval of me. And ultimately, I... I want to love everybody, but not everybody is going to love me. And that's okay. And that was kind of where that saying no to saying yes to is, is that I am not gonna work to please many and have a crowd of friends. I would rather have a few close friends that I share my life with and share my heart with and that I'm available to do that same amount of work on my end of the friendship for them. And remember, we can't do it all and do it well. It's just not possible. So that is kind of, you know, what I really looked at for my yes and no. And this was how I started to shape my goals. And then I kind of just started brainstorming and kind of realizing what my top three areas that were just consistently sticking out to me that I realized I really wanted to make my focus for the year. And I was speaking with my um, mentor, Cynthia, recently, and she has not used power sheets. Um, and she was challenging me to choose a word of the year. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have got to get you a set of power sheets. Um, because if you've done power sheets, you know that the word of the year is really important. Uh, what's really good to note is that every 90 days, just like side note in your power sheets, you get a chance to change your goals and change your word. Because guess what? Sometimes we don't always end up with the same goals in 90 days. We may grow and change and realize, oh, that's actually not a priority or, oh, I accomplished that goal. And you're not stuck with the goals that you set for the year. You can change them at any time. So I encourage you to not feel stuck in that. Um, so when I was looking for my word of the year, I had lots and lots of words that I thought of. I thought of joy, become, worship, authentic, sacred, rooted, influence, build, behold, flourish, thrive, grow, seek, dwell. I could go on and on. I came up with a lot of things. Um, and then what I did is I went to the dictionary and I, out of all of those, chose the words that were really kind of popping out at me more so than I expected and I went through and I narrowed it down to three different words grow worship and become and those are the words that I decided to go into the dictionary and really research 
I wanted to also research Bible verses on both of, or on both, all of these different words and really, really pray on what my focus should be because I think of my word of the year as my focus for the year. So when I'm looking at different things, I found something super interesting. I took each of the words after going through the dictionary and I went to the thesaurus and I wanted to know what synonyms were for those words. And what I found was that most of the words that I was thinking about for my year were synonyms of grow. So some of those synonyms were to become, to be, increase in influence, cultivate, build, flourish, thrive, develop, all of those words. Are, are words that I had written down and I was like I think this is it because it truly captured everything that I was going for and so my word of the year is grow very excited about it my verse of the year to go with this because I want to know that whatever I'm doing and whatever goals I have are backed by scripture so I'm really challenging myself this year to make sure that there's a there's whether it's a chapter of the bible or a verse whatever it is that it matches up with my goals because if my goals cannot be found in the bible then they're probably not what god wants me to do so i did a lot of research because the bible talks about growing a lot in many different capacities but I just found this one verse and it spoke so deeply to my heart and I knew that this was the way to go. And that's Colossians 2.7, which says, Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. <laughs> this is what happens this when is, you're actively yeah. working on stickers and your power sheets. Hurry. Okay, let's restart that verse. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And that is, again, Colossians 2.7. And I just loved that so much. And it really just captured my year. And then I really had to think about why I chose this word. And, you know, because again, back to the why. We need to know the why or else there you know we don't literally know why we're doing it so as I'm looking at this I had had some quotes and other pieces that really made me think of this but I am moving into ministry this year and that is going to take a lot of just growth and time and mistakes and all the things so I really want to grow in that way I want to grow through the mentors that I have in my life I want to grow um, just my um, not mine but the platform that God has given me and how do I do that well and how do I lead other people back to him and that starts with growth in me so that was kind of my why and then I read this quote um, from Morgan Harper, I think Nichols, and this just fit perfectly. 
the quote was, and while you are waiting, you are not just waiting. You are growing into who you were meant to be. And maybe some of the things you wanted were actually rooted in something deeper that went beyond what you could see. And maybe you will start to see those deeper, richer things. When you focus more on growing and less on worrying, letting everything fall into place the way it's supposed to be, even if it looks different than what you were expecting. So that was like really the, that is like the quote and the verse and the word of my year for 2020. And you know, while you're sitting here, mom, yes, what's your word of the year? I don't know if I should tell you. What? Well, I mean, I don't feel like we have enough time to probably go through your word. Okay. So maybe we should capture this into the next podcast. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. All right. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to just work on our power sheets here and we'll check in with you guys next week. And if you're wondering what my goals are, because I mean, we've talked all about goal setting and you haven't heard any of my goals well let's get into them next week the oregon college savings plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas but it's not just for college it's also the trade school savings plan and the books and materials savings plan even the room and board savings plan with fewer educational expenses to think about your kids can focus on what matters their future Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Get a reliable internet and voice solution starting at $64.90 a month for 12 months for two years. Call or go online today. Restrictions apply. New customers only 25 megabits per second service and one voice. And early termination fee applies. Equipment installation tax and fees extra and subject to change. Call for details.